Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. What are the priorities of those who lead in the church? What is to be the central focus of the body of Christ when they come together? These are two of the questions that are addressed in our study. Today on Drawing Near, Paul commands Timothy regarding his personal duties and his public obligations. As he does so, we see what the church is to focus on as well. So I encourage you to take your Bible and join me as we turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4 and study Be an Example. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer as we prepare for our study. Father in heaven, we thank you for these direct commands these instructions that are to guide our lives. I thank you for the relationship between Paul and Timothy, although that now is over 2,000 years old. But I thank you for the letter that is preserved by you, a letter that teaches us not only how people are to be qualified for leadership and what is to go on in the church, but how ministers and mature believers are to be examples to others how they are to discipline themselves and dedicate themselves to godliness. Father, guide us in our study today and help us not simply to apply these things to Timothy or to spiritual leaders in general, but to embrace the fact that all of us have a responsibility for leading and caring, teaching and modeling Christ to others. Open our eyes. Help us to understand these things in our heart and to live them out. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, Paul writes, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. Timothy was a younger man, and it seems from Paul's letter to Timothy that he had trouble with his confidence. Paul wasn't challenging whether or not Timothy was capable or even willing to serve. But rather recognizing his youthfulness, Paul was warning him against acting youthful. He says, let no one look down on your youthfulness. Give them no reason to question your ability to lead. Do not act youthful. Do not act immature. He says, but rather in your speech, in the way you conduct yourselves, in the way you love the body of Christ, in the way you love God, in your faith and in your purity, show yourself an example of those who believe or to those who believe. Timothy is to pay attention to the fact that his youthfulness could be a problem to other people. And he, like everyone in spiritual leadership, is to be careful in what he says and what he does, and he is to live a life of love and faith and purity. I think the last one here is really critical. Many people in the ministry have been disqualified because of their lack of purity, and many young people have not developed the maturity or developed even a marital relationship that protects them from this, and it seems like Timothy wasn't married. So Paul is covering all the bases. Everything he says, everything he does, the way he is to love, minister, and serve the body of Christ, 
his faith in God and his purity, the way he controls himself and conducts himself among believers. He is to show himself an example. He is to live in such a way that other people can model their walk with Christ after his. That is critical for us to understand. The obligation of living in such a way that we can say to other people, you follow me as I follow Christ. I will lead the way. If you do what I do, if you say what I say, if you live like this, you will be doing well. That's a very high standard for anyone to live up to. But that's what Paul is calling Timothy to. In verse 13, he says, Until I come, because Paul was intending to come to Timothy, until I come, here's what you're to be doing. Give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. That tells us what Paul expected the priorities of Timothy's life to be. He is to guard his own life. He is to be careful in how he lives. That's verse 12. He is to live godly in front of other people so they can follow his example. And in his public ministry, he is to pay attention, give attention to exhortation, which is encouraging the body of Christ to do all that God's word says, and to teaching, teaching them what God's word says. That's what he's to do. And notice that the scripture is center point in all of this. We're to read it. We're to encourage people to read, understand, and follow it. And we're to teach what it says. That's what leaders are to do. If that's what the spiritual leaders in the church are to do, then it stands to reason that those in the church are to hear and read the scripture, are to be encouraged or exhorted in the scripture, and to be taught the scripture. That puts the teaching of God's word front and center in the body of Christ. Now, too often in the church, people put other things front and center. They'll put entertainment, they'll put music, they'll put ministry groups, they'll put missions, and none of those things are wrong. But oftentimes those things are put forward and the scripture is held way down low as far as its value. We need to value the scripture above all else. The reading of it, the teaching of it, embracing it, encouraging one another with the scriptures, that's the priority. And then Paul tells Timothy in verse 14, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery or by other pastors. Whatever this spiritual gift is, and we're not told what it is, I think it probably has something to do with teaching God's word. He is not to neglect what God has given him. He is to emphasize it. He is to use this gift. As all of us who are gifted by the Holy Spirit, we are supposed to all use our gifts. He says, don't neglect it. Rather, stir it up. This is a gift given to you by God. Use it. And then he says in verse 15, take pains with these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. He's not to casually engage in these activities. He is to take great pains. He is to be very, very deliberate. He is to emphasize. He is to be absorbed or consumed in them. This is what he is to do. This is his life. 
And he is to do this in such a way that everyone can look at his life and see that he is being absorbed in these things, that he is making progress in the faith and in the ministry. Then finally, in verse 16, Paul says, pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things. Again, Paul is saying, take pains, pay close attention. He's emphasizing what he just said because of how important this is. Pay attention to yourself, the way you speak, live, love, your faith. Pay attention to yourself and to your teaching. Every minister must pay close attention to their growth, their maturity, their walk with Christ, their development, and to what they're teaching others. The vessel that is not clean cannot be used in the lives of other people. We need to know that. And so pastors must take time. Spiritual leaders must take time to be devoted to the Lord, to disciple themselves, and pay attention to how they're discipling others. Again, he says, persevere in these things. Don't run hot and cold in these things. Continue, press on in these things. For as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. It's the idea contained in the verse to work out or live out your salvation in fear and trembling. Paul is saying, don't rest on your laurels. Don't sit back and say, I'm saved. I don't have to do anything, but rather press toward the mark. And as you do these things, God will use this in your life to sanctify you and to sanctify those who hear you. That's what I believe he means by ensuring salvation for both yourself and for those who hear you. We need to give ourselves to personal devotion. We need to take great care in paying attention to how we live for Christ. And we need to be careful to persevere in those things that God has called us to for his glory and for the good of the body of Christ. Father in heaven, thank you for your word again. Thank you for these direct and straightforward instructions and guidelines. Help us, Father, each and every one, regardless of our leadership position, whether we have one or we don't think we do, help us to persevere in doing what you've called us to do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.